any player, whether Evan Singer or Cam Smith or whoever it is, you're gonna go through funks, right? And it's, but it's not always about working harder. It's about always working smarter for yourself because the way you work smart is different than the way I work smart. And welcome back. Welcome aboard another part train. I'm one of your co-hosts, Evan Singer. I got my partner in crime, our other co-host, Mr. Matt Cermak with me. What's up, Ev? It's open championship week. What a tournament. We've got so much to talk about. Uh, but first, guys, if your golf game's off the rails, if you're sick riding the struggle bus, you've come to the right place. The part train helps frustrated golfers enjoy the ride again on and off the course, because if you can learn to smile through bad golf, you can smile through anything. The part train podcast unpacks the mental game with PJ Torpos, best-selling authors, CEOs, sports psychologists, everyday golfers like you and me and more to make the hardest game in the world feel easy and help you finally get back on track. This episode of the part train is presented by Roback Activewear, like every episode. And Cermak, you saw my margarita polo. I did. At my bachelor party in Cabo. You look great. It didn't necessarily translate to ball striking, but it certainly looked oh, good. Yeah. I mean, you look good. You felt good. Did you play good? It wasn't your worst round. You're close. No, out. it wasn't terrible. We're gonna, we might talk about that later, maybe coming up in a new episode. Yeah. You were looking great. I was looking great. So here's what you got to do, guys. You go to rowback.com, enter the code train, get yourself 15% off. The polos are all deadly. They're coming out with new designs every week. The hoodies are amazing for lounging and doing anything. But I know it's getting hot. So polos and performance tees are probably your best bet right now. Or the hats. Cermak loves the hats. You just named my recent order. Two polos, a long sleeve performance tee, and I got the laddie, the white laddie hat. Oh, okay. You know what? A little American flag in it. The laddie. We don't talk about the long sleeve performance tee. It could be the most versatile thing they sell. I love it. It's perfect for a plane ride or lounging around Mm -hmm. the house or working out. Sometimes you want to have the flexibility of that sleeve to roll up or roll down, whether it's a little bit cool out there or it's starting to get warm. One thing on the long sleeve, that's the one item I've gone to size up just for the extra comfort, I think, just because it's so comfortable. Just a little tip there for the listeners. Okay. Giving you free tips. How about that? So if you've already used the code, create an spcglobal.net email, do whatever you got to do. Use it again. Code train. Or if you forget that, just go in our show notes. The link is always in our show notes or our bio at the part train on Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok. Tap that link. It'll auto apply in your bio. If you can't remember the code. Sir, this is my favorite tournament in golf, not just the open but the open at St. Andrews. I've said this many times, the town of St. Andrews, people have been blasting me on TikTok. They're like, it's not a city, it's a town. So the town of St. Andrews- Just getting blasted. I'm getting blasted, but it's okay. (laughs) I'm here to learn and grow. The town of St. Andrews is my favorite place in the world. I've been there twice. One with our buddy, Ryan and Greg, who you hung out with on the Baxter party at the 2010 British Open or Open Championship. And then I went back in 2015 by myself and I got to play it. And it's truly a magical town. There's no town like it. College town, history, castle ruins, the home of golf. It's vibrant and you can feel it. You could feel a lot of special stuff happening this week. And so I think the purpose of this episode, Serm, is as always after the majors, and it's kind of crazy. This is the end of the major season for 2022. We want to take things from what we saw from the best in the world. And we want to provide them on a silver platter for our listeners so that they can maybe take something and apply it to their game. And I think there's a ton to take away with Rory, with Cam Smith, with Hovland, with maybe others. This is going to be a nice little bite-sized recap 
that you can hopefully take and improve your game. It is crazy to think the majors are over. We always used to the PGA in August, right? I do like yeah. this new order. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you nailed it about St. Andrews and the 150th Tigers. I don't think this is going to be his last time at St. Andrews, but it he would have stopped a, on the bridge a, if it was right. It was a special moment, you know, and, and Jack being there this week and the tournament at the start with Trevino and Rory and like, so definitely, um, Kind of, I guess, a bittersweet moment for Tiger. He thought he could probably make the cut, but yeah, if it's my favorite tournament. I mean, what? How much more fun is it getting up early like this, right? Right. <laughs> and watching it. So, how many beers is uh, Cam Smith going to drink out of Claire Jug tonight? Let's just start with that. Over under on sixteen. Well, sixteen is pretty high. I was going to put the over under at eleven, but it's early. But, uh, he'd be getting started now. <laughs> I think eleven point five is a good line. I think he's going over it because he's going to have maybe a lot of. Well, there's going to be yeah. some champagne in there too, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I made a bold claim that I was also getting blasted for that I think the Claret Jug is the greatest trophy in sports, even well, better than Stanley You were Cup. trying to take down the Stanley Cup. Yeah, I was trying to take down Lord Stanley. I mean, <laughs> I've gotten Lord Stanley in 2019. Shout out to the Blues. I think the Claret Jug, it's so compact. Take it with you. It's a beautiful trophy. There's nothing like it. All right, let's cut to the chase here. I'm Cam Smith. Oh, you want to start with Cam? I do. I think he deserves it. I think the whole day was on Rory. The fans were behind Rory. The world is behind Rory. But Cam Smith shot 64 in the final round of, of the Open Championship to win. Is anybody surprised? He has just gradually gotten better every last five years. And he just does things that the best in the world do, right? We were kind of going over his resume. 34 under at the Tournament of Champions. 66 in the final round of the players this year to win. Mm-hmm. Seemed like flawless golf. But, I've, you know, we were talking like maybe that, that 73 on Saturday was the best thing for him. Yeah. Right. Not to get in the, maybe not the final group. You're not going to play every round. Perfect. You know, especially in a major and he was putting great. They just weren't, they just weren't rolling in yesterday. And he kind of, all the attention was on Rory mm-hmm. and he just went out there and made five birdies in a row. If he stays healthy. He's just got just so much game. Really happy for the guy. It's interesting to think about how it could have been different if the final group was cam and Rory. Right. I think from Rory's standpoint, just to switch to Rory for a second. Yeah, that's fine. We can go back and forth. Rory probably thought he was smooth sailing a little bit. I mean, I just tweeted, if you think about this, Rory hit 18 greens in regulation, beat Hovland by four, and got third. So if you think about that feeling of being in the final group, feeling like, you know, you're not making any putts, but you're smooth sailing, your your opponent's right in front of you, and you're doing quite good. I'm just curious how that would have changed it for both sides, right? Seeing I, that in front of you would, I mean, yeah. you can't make the putts fall. I think traditionally a 70, a 270 and ball striking lead. like he, like yeah. he did on a you final round major gets it done. Right. But conditions were favorable all weekend, all week for the most part. Yeah. Not a ton of wind. I mean, you know, and it got days, warmer but... throughout the week. Um, there was just so many birdies and eagles and driving greens. We talked to Chris Nagel, that episode will go live next week. He talked about his mindset, right? Between a Monday qualifier versus a PGA tour event. Monday qualifier, he says, I got to go make nine birdies. That's my goal. Yeah. PGA tour event, I got to go have fun. But did, was this a little bit more like a Monday qualifier, these rounds? Because was, nobody was making big numbers. Nobody was getting in big trouble. 17 was the hole, you know, maybe nine off the tee. But everywhere you look, I mean, Rory just wasn't good enough. You know, he didn't play bad, but. He couldn't get the putts to roll, and Cam just took it, had it there for the taking. So, Rory to me, I think more. And you shoot eighteen under and you lose. Typically, you're like, oh god, I just got beat, right? Yeah. I think he knows, man. There was birdies to be made out there today, and I just didn't do it. Well, yeah. If you're not burning par fives, 
and some drivable force. I mean, not birdieing 18 is the definition of his day, yeah. right? Like you got to birdie 18, you got to birdie the par fives. And let's talk about Rory for a second, because yeah. Rory has seen Bob Rotella for a while now. We've had Rotella on the show. He talked about it a little bit. And Rory's interviewed after every day. And what did he talk about? He talked about staying in his little bubble, right? He talked about everyone else is going to talk about the results. He's going to focus on his process. And I feel like people hear that and it's like, yeah, we've heard that before. I get it. You focus on your process. But I don't think a lot of amateur golfers actually do. You know, if you if you yeah. listen in on a cart on the golf course, we even did it a little bit in our match, like in Cabo, like, OK, we got to make something happen. We got to do this. We got to do that instead of just like focusing on whatever helps us individually hit the best shot which could be your swing keys. It could be your routine, right? But Rory, good on him, seriously. Like, what an amazing year. Let's talk about his year for a second. So three top fives in majors. Yep. The other was an eighth, four top tens, all had a chance to win, two wins. And I just want to talk about the power. I've talked about this before, Sarm, but usually when we get in trouble, and I'm guilty of this as much as anyone, usually when we're struggling or we get in trouble, we have a me mindset, right? I'm not performing well enough. Poor me. I'm, I'm feeling embarrassed or I'm feeling shame or I need to do more. I need to contribute to the team. I need to do this. And I've talked to guys that I've coached before. And, and I say this to myself all the time. Like if I find myself in that trap, in that habit, because it's normal, we're always going to come back there. We're trying to like protect ourselves, survivalists, all that stuff. The key is to focus on others. The key is to focus on something bigger than yourself. And I think that this year proves the power of that for Rory. Because if you think about Rory and the crazy success he had early, very similar to Spieth, right? Where your whole career, you're trying to match these expectations that you've done previously. That's a ton of pressure. And you can quickly get out of what helped you get those four majors before, right? Yeah. So. I believe, this is my opinion, but I believe that him probably taking on the biggest spotlight maybe he's ever had with being the poster boy for the PJ Tour and talking against Liv. I posted a video about this weeks ago. I think he is standing up for something that's bigger than him. I think it's firing him up in a way that is standing on this mission of the PJ tour history trophies, all that stuff. Yeah. And I think it's freedom up a little bit instead of feeling the burden of these personal expectations, he's going out and taking it. You know, it feels a little bit more offensive than defensive. Now, what do I know? But that's just my sense that I get. I think it showed this weekend, this week. It's an interesting point, but I think you have to, if you're saying for some of the listeners, like if you're not playing good, change something. What is your advice to somebody who's in a bad funk? Yeah, with their so, game. I don't think Rory ever has been in a bad funk. He's just had moments where he felt like he just wasn't Rory, right? Like he's just been close and hasn't done it. And, and well, then th he's, things pile up, you know? Well, yeah, it's not that he's in a funk. It could be that he's putting a lot of pressure on himself and not really giving himself the opportunity to let his best golf out because there's so much yeah. expectation and pressure you're putting on himself. So my advice to address your question is if you're feeling in a funk or you're feeling shame or you're feeling embarrassed or whatever, that usually means that you're focusing on yourself. So the best way to get out of that is to focus on others. So that would be me. That's also going external, right? How can I maybe engage with you? Yeah. How can I learn about what you're working on? Sir, tell me about 
what you're thinking about when you've got a long putt off the green and you're not used to putting through fringe. So help me think about how you attack yeah, like that it. lie when it's a little bit right. I'm starting to focus on you. I'm starting to engage. I'm telling stories. I'm and creating I think fun. It, I think the other thing too is like sometimes in the when we're struggling, we clearly don't have the answers right now. So turn to others. Right. 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 Like to, to an extent, but like, hey, like talk it through with somebody, right? We've all gone down the spiral of I'm struggling. I'm trying to figure it out. I get even more in my head. I get even more in my swing. Yeah. I feel even worse. And then you feel like you can't hit a ball. Right. That's all interference, right? We've all done it. No, I think you're right. I think to go to kind of loop it back to Rory, I mean, he seems a little different this year and the success is showing than maybe the last couple a little bit, right? What right. I thought was amazing about this week, and it's too bad he didn't win because we're all rooting for him. He was leading. And some of these past majors, he hasn't really been in it yeah, until right. he throws on maybe a nice score at the end to get the high finish. He never wavered. He never, he, j- he just really got beat in the end, you know? Yep. So I think that, so even for Rory McIlroy, him saying he was disappointed, I, I think he's a little different Rory than he's been though. And I think this is really good for him. Like he just had a guy who made five birdies in a row today on him. Right. You know, yeah. 70, you know, needed to be 68, but something's changed for him. You can see it. I mean, the driver, his plan out there, like he even said, I thought I controlled my golf ball so well. To, he did. Did mm-hmm. you say he had 18 greens? Yeah. He's the best driver at a golf ball in the world. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so fun to watch him. Think about Rory the past like four years. Don't you remember Rory when he was exclusively like trying to hit a cut and he got away from just like yeah playing the game, hitting his natural flight, playing the game, changing it when necessary. Like you don't hear him. You don't hear him talking about that stuff as much. And when they talked to him after he came up a little short, what did he say? He said, you know what? I'm just proud of the way I showed up in the majors this year. He's been fairly mechanical. His last couple of years. He, I remember he had a quote a year or two ago where if I'm hitting a draw off the tee, I'm not hitting the driver. And it was just like, you yeah. know, so it was, you know, it was really kind of tinkering to tr- obviously to try to get better. So I hope this is a little bit of a launching, a new launching point for Rory. Because you know he he heard Jack's quote too, and he was talking. Everybody was asked about it. If you win at St Andrews, right, it defines the greatest players. Now, whatever we think of that, but you know, Tiger, Tiger on the bridge, Jack making the quote, the 150th. <laughs> you know, yeah. Rory wa- wanted it bad, like everybody else. But Rory yeah. loves the history of the game. I think it, he respects all this. That's why he loves the PGA Tour. You know, like he deeply cares about being a part of the traditions like that. So with all that, he was just right there, and he. He just got beat by the Aussie machine. You know? Well, just think about the takeaway then for Rory, the learning of for the average golfer with Rory, the things we just talked about, just to review, really leaning into what he does well, playing his game, belief, self-belief. He talks a lot about that. I mean, just reflect on that for a second, sir. Rory McElroy, one of the first things he said when he got asked at the end, what does this mean to you? What do you take away from this week? He said that he can do it. Right. So if Rory McIlroy needs to remind himself that he can do it, we all need to, myself included. That's the thing I struggle with the most, sir. It's really hard for me to believe in myself with my golf game, especially when you're not seeing it. That's the hardest thing to do, right? But it's uh, we heard it from Matt Picanzo. We've heard it from Nagel. We've heard it from so many guys. Scheffler, confidence is a practice. You have to tell yourself that you can do it. You have to commit to the shot and you have to let it go and see where it falls. It's fascinating to hear the greatest players of all time. Talk about that, right? Ev? Yeah. <laughs> because in a major, you have to work on your process. You have to work on your routine. You have to tell yourself these things because yeah, they're talented, but. And Rotella is all about yeah. confidence. That was our big takeaway. When we talked to Rotella, like 
that guy is confident. He's wrote, wrote, wrote some books in it. Yeah, he is. He's got an old time swagger to him and he teaches yeah. that. Yes. I love it. As we go into the FedEx Cup with Rory and a lot of live talk, it's going to be, we'll, <laughs> we'll be at the center of it all. I think he's going to play great. Do you want to get back to Cam Smith? Or do you want to talk Cam Young? I mean, he was incredible too. I mean, this is back-to-back major performances. There's some amazing golf out there. Before we get to the cams, let's take a quick break here from our first sponsor, Roosters Belts. Sir, I knew you were wearing one in Cabo. I was wearing okay. one. I matched my margarita polo with my blue spec Roosters Belt. The one thing I want to sure. clarify for everybody, because we heard this on the shuttles that some of our buddies, I think, misunderstood about Roosters Belts. I think sometimes when you see Roosters Belts designs, and again, that's at shoproostas.com, enter the code train for 15% off and free shipping. Sometimes you think that all of their belts are crazy designs. And there's a lot of traditionalists and classics folks out there in regards to style and how they dress. That is not the case. Roosters Belts has a good amount of solid colors, nice leather texture, and then woven elastic throughout. But they've got solid colors, They've got black, they've got navy, they got white, they got khaki. They've well, got it, some crazier designs. They've got other very subtle designs. So I think whatever you want, there's a belt for you. And we just did a giveaway with them. We had five winners want a free Roosters belt. And here's the thing I heard from three out of five of the winners. They DM'd us on Instagram and they said, I'm so excited to not wear my dress belt that I wear with suits out on the course anymore. And I think wow. that's it. Yeah, that's an interesting play there. But the other thing too, to your point, I've got the khaki, Ev, and I wear it with khaki pants, you know, do the polo tucked into the khakis and it's sharp because it's a little more, it's just a cooler kind of summer sportier look than the traditional brown, black. You got compliments at Jack's wedding. I was rocking the blue and the khaki. So there you go. Don't sleep on these belts. They're fantastic and they're extremely versatile and they always fit for everybody. Kind of like that little one size fits all almost, you know? I mean, they got a couple sizes, but just- it's really forgiving. There's no, it's not like a leather belt where there's a certain amount of holes, Correct. right? You've got, you've got the flex. So go to shop roostas, R-O-O-S-T-A-S.com. Enter the code train for 15% off and free shipping and get yourself a belt. You deserve it. Okay. Enough of the leather. Leather's done. It's out. All right. Let's get back to talking about the camp. I want to spend the majority of the time talking about Cameron Smith, Yeah. but is there anything with Cameron Young that you take away that the average player can take with their game. It's had two great major finishes. He stayed in it all day. That drive he hit on 18 Mm -hmm. to make Eagle. I mean, what does that tell you? I do think mechanically, you know, he's got a a swing that most people don't have. He does everything we wish we could dream. He pauses at the top. Yeah. It's the set, right? Because you'd always talk about getting light hands to transition. You can't get light hands if you're not calm up there. I think for the listener, that move is something really to think about working with your swing. You may not be able to get to the full stop like he does, but boy, is he calm and light up there and he hits it farther than anybody. That, well, that, is, that is a good point. Because you know, we so, talked about this, Sarm. The thing that's never failed for me is light hands at the top because it's yeah. allowed me to have an actual transition. Right. So many of us I mean, get quick in the transition. I mean, it's all over. A famous old drill is the stop and go drill. We used to do it as kids. When you're getting quick, getting out of tempo, rushing your transition, take it to the top. It's, it's Cam Young. Stop and then go. Yeah. And so I think he's one to watch, though. And I just think that was one of the coolest 18-hole finishes for him. <laughs> it was yeah. unbelievable. Nobody did that today. I don't think. At least we didn't see. He's one to watch. Cam Young. Maybe he did. 
but I highly doubt he's thinking I got to make Eagle here. What he's probably thinking is I got to give myself a look. So let's try and drive the green and let's give myself a putt at it. You got a good bounce up there and yeah. took advantage of it. Yeah. Right. But back to Cam Smith, our winner. I mean, this I mean- is all about Cam Smith, right? I mean, let me just start with what I tweeted, Serm, which is yesterday he shot a 73, mm-hmm. hit the ball great, and he said it just didn't fall, yeah. right? Now, let's look at what the amateur would do the night before, you know, your equivalent to a major at Sunday, member guest, buddy's trip, whatever it is, money game. You might freak out a little bit that night before as an amateur. Amateurs overreact, pros underreact, right? So Cam, it's all about the start line, right? If you're starting your putts where you want, putts are an act of God sometimes. Like you can hit a great putt, they don't go in. You can hit a bad putt, it does. So at the end of the day, all you can control is starting it online. Cam Smith knew that, didn't panic after 73, went out and shot a 64 and won his first major with Rory in the lead behind him. I mean, it's just a testament, I think, to, again, self-belief, but also sticking to what you do well and sticking to what you do. You don't need to change it anytime your results don't reflect, you know, what you want. I think that's huge. He just kept doing what he was doing. It's hard to have a great putting day all the time. (laughs) And when you, you know, on the front nine, when you're not putting as well and you get into the back nine, it just gets harder sometimes. I think he recognized that. Your mind's in a different place than where it was today when those putts are falling early, you know? And it was just, he just kind of shrugged it off. Obviously, there was a lot of talk. Aziner, you know, told us every, every time he was on about his routine. But let's talk about his routine because I do think yeah. the silver bullet was his putting. And if you look at his stroke compared to Rory, compared to Young, compared to Hovland, it's the most natural. He's a true release putter. It looks a lot like Ricky Fowler, you know, and Ricky's, you know, especially in his prime, it just looks, that ball is just, just gets in the way. And if you look at Young, you know, he's, his grip is actually sideways. And these guys are, can putt, obviously, but, you know, and he's got an anchor grip. Hovland's got a different putter a little longer. He anchors it. Rory's a great putter, but, you know, he's more of a kind of that dead arm stocked in kind of style. I just think the natural flow of Smith's stroke combined with this routine, you know, he clearly that seems to work for him. Yeah, let me read his routine for everybody. Yeah. So, quote, this is Cameron Smith's quote yesterday about his routine. He said, I look at the hole and I try and see the ball dropping in the front. That's always been the last thought of mine. Take a long, hard look at the hole and really feel it. I don't take a practice stroke. I just get up there and feel it. And ironically, this is what I told you that I do kind of similarly, where those putts that I made, those long putts in Cabo, Granted, I banged him in the back. If I missed the hole, it would have been 12 feet by. But hey, I made him. So my moments that I usually put my best is right before I putt, I look at the hole. I kind of feel it. I kind of engross myself in what the putt will do. I visualize it. And then as soon as my eyes come back to my putter head, I stroke it. You know, the longer that I usually stand over the ball, the worse I putt. And that's what Cameron Smith does. Yeah. One thing that worked for me for a while, I take two practice strokes. Then I hold the last practice stroke and see the ball kind of trailing the last couple of feet. But mm. what I think is fascinating about Smith's when you, people are like, Oh, he doesn't take a practice stroke. Oh, he must go quick. No, the discipline of even on the shorter putts, he does the same routine. It's yeah. pretty amazing. So for you, Ev, you know, you've seen the success with your routine. You just have to do a better job of working out your routine. 
that's what he does. It's a very methodic routine. You know, he's got the right hand on the side on his thigh, you know, and then he looks at the hole, grips the club, and then does his look. I mean, and he looks for like, it seems like two and a half seconds almost. Yeah. It was I know I'm only a seven but, handicap, but I'm going to say this because I know there's a lot of people that can relate to me that are listening. I've noticed a big difference with my putting performance in two different phases that I've had. One was I was putting every night. I was grooving it on my putter plate, all about the start line, feeling grooving the stroke. When I was doing that and I would go and play on the weekends, I would have total confidence in just that I could start it online and I would go to the routine. I just talked to you. I, I'm not quick, but I'm very deliberate. I made a ton of putts during that time. And then over the last month or so, you know, I've been so busy with wedding stuff and traveling and different things that I haven't really been grooving my stroke at night. Mm -hmm. And yet I'm going to play with this expectation that I'm going to make a lot of putts. And what I've noticed is it's very subtle. You can't even really tell that you're doing it, but you're pressing. You're not actually letting the putter release or stroke. And it's a totally different stroke. Mm -hmm. And I really haven't been putting well at all. So it's really interesting how just practicing the stroke, even if it's just, five to 10 minutes for a night. Yeah. Yeah. Just because like the repetitiveness. Cause then you have that familiarity when you're out on the course Yeah, and, and you've kind of lost that, I think is what you're saying the last month. Yeah. So, you lose that a little bit. Yeah. Your mind starts yeah. going, you're trying to feel something you're trying to maybe even change stuff. Like we talked about earlier. Whereas when I was practicing again, right. It, it makes sense. What you put practice in usually starts to improve shocker. Uh, then you start to get confidence. You end up just stroking it. That's what I love about Cameron Smith. Cameron Smith is so even keel. The guy just doesn't get too high. doesn't get too low. And he goes with his routine. And if he has it, he has it. And if he doesn't, he doesn't. Think about the players. Remember what he did on, was that 18? When he almost like, I forget, was it like a shank or skull? Something where he went, or maybe it was off the tee. It was just dead right. And then he like chunked his second shot, almost hit it. No, he hit it in the water and he got it up and down. Like, I think if more people can play golf, like Cameron Smith of like, it goes back to, okay, what a great opportunity to have a story recover, no matter what's thrown at me, I can recover from it. Right. And it's going to make it interesting. It's going to make it fun. Like instead of this trying to be perfect and not allow yourself to have mistakes, Cameron Smith was not perfect today. But he, he gave close. himself he, looks. But to your I mean, point, think but, about 16 at the road hole. Sorry, 17. Hit it exactly where you can't. And what did he do? But I think to your point, if you kind of get to this point a little bit, it's the hardest hole in the golf course. If there's going to be a hole that's going to give all of us a challenge, it's, it's this one. I think he knew that, right? Just get himself a chance to make par. And he did. That's what he said. My only goal was to get it on the green. Uh, he's He really is like, uh, I don't know if he's that chill surfer bro from Australia, but like, there's like, people doesn't show any emotion out there pretty amazing yeah <laughs> you know he's kind of like a cantley a little bit like you know just they just keep going with the flow so yeah. whatever i think you know for not everybody can be like that you have to be yourself out there whatever your personality is keep it consistent right yeah if you see a, a guy who's more vocal likes to talk a lot to so start being quiet out there that's not good you see camp smith start talking a ton and slam it like you know yelling and stuff it's like it's okay you can be whatever you want as long as that's consistent and positive well, that's a good point, right? Ask yourself, all right, what are the things about me that I can really double down on and lean into? Like for yeah. you, Sarm, what is it for you? 
what do you double down on when you play your best? Like, what is the parts of your personality? Do you like yucking it up and talking with your lifting each other up, getting each other pumped up? Are you better when you're quiet? Like, no, I think it's a mix. I think it's, I'm good when I'm talking and having a good time in between shots. I don't get too mad after a bad shot. Like, don't show much emotion. If I start showing a lot of emotion, then I'm getting outside of my comfort zone. But so I like, but I like to be talking and have a good time. And if I'm doing that in between shots and then just not letting the bad shots get to me emotionally. Yeah. What about you? Well, I found lately that I've struggled with this a little bit, sir, because we're talking about new things each week and I'm always learning and exploring concepts and different stuff in our content. One thing I've realized that I need that I think our listeners probably sometimes reach for, maybe it's what they love about the show is like, I need a concept or a theme going into each round. If it's too esoteric or too broad, I tend to struggle a little bit. So for me, a great concept could be, I want to commit on an over 90% of my shots today. So I'm going to have a commitment goal. I'm going to make sure that my goal is to free myself as as much reaction as I can, right? So I'm going to try and be non-reactive today, or I'm going to really focus on others today. Do you need different goals for different rounds and whether it's uh, you're out there playing with terror or you're out there playing in a scramble or a member guest or a bachelor party or with a good player. Potentially based on the challenges that arise, right? Like member guests, my tendency is to, I think what Hovland said really struck me of you can't play like you're trying not to lose. So playing like there's nothing to lose, even though there might be, is the only way that you're going to get the best out of your game. Right. So I've gone through fear I've gone through wanting it too much. And I think what Nagel told us, what's going to come out next week is like his goal on the PJ tour is to enjoy it. And Just if he fun. enjoys himself, he'll probably play well. Right. So I think that's key for me as well. Like, but we talked about it in Cabo. There's a fine line, right? Like you can't be, at least for me personally, I love lasering in. And sometimes that's why I play my best in those moments. Cause it forces me to really focus in this 28 seconds over the ball. But if I'm too lackadaisical and too having fun, I might not have the focus. So yeah. it's trying to find the balance of lasered in over the shot, loose and light in between. And maybe for you, it's have some fun and commit, right? Right, Because you need to be con- consistently loose in between shots. That's yeah. good for you. But I think you need to tell yourself, commit. Did you ever thought about writing on your glove or putting a little sign in your cart? It's easy for me to commit when I believe. And sometimes when I tell myself to commit, it's almost making me aware that I might not. And one thing I want to say that I don't think I've ever said on this show, sometimes, and I've experienced this, sometimes it's just hard to commit and you can't really verbalize or pinpoint why. Sometimes there's days where the club just feels weird or you don't know where the face is and it's hard to go after it. I'm going to stop you there. I'm going to challenge that a little bit. Okay. I think it's hard to accept yeah. who we are that day. Yeah. Okay. That's so fair. I'm a, I'm drawing it early. Okay. That's a right pin, right? You need to accept that this is not your hole today. Right. You can still make par. Right. You could maybe make pretty, but you've got to find a way to find a shot to hit it straight to the left of the green, right? Right. Hard to do because I think committing, I mean, you can find a shot to hit every time. Other guys might be hitting drivers and you're hitting a hybrid, but that's the only thing you feel good about right now. I think maybe you dealt with a little of that in Cabo. What do you think about that? I agree. You can't commit until you accept that 
Yes. Anything except who, a bad result are, could happen here. Right. But I can't protect against that because trying to protect against it is going to make it more likely that it happens. Look at Cam Smith. Cam Smith is the only guy that I saw. There could be other guys, but on the coverage, I only saw Cam Smith. This is really the only guy that laid up on 18. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Friday, Saturday. And even Azing was like, I don't know about this move, but like, hey, man, I know he's a great putter, but guess what? He's also one of the best wedge players on tour. And he just didn't like the putts with those crazy swells in the front, even though he did an amazing job today on Sunday. He put it to a yardage that he liked. Right. That's another great learning because I think on your point about Cabo, look, I think my biggest hurdle, the thing I, I need to continually need to practice is it's easy to get caught up when you're in a group, especially with better players and everybody's in play, everybody's hitting great shots and you're the one kind of looking for your ball. You're the one kind of making bogeys. It goes back to comparison. I think what the pros are maybe some of the best at is it would have been easy to look at everybody else and be like, I guess I have to hit driver here. But at the end of the day, to your point, you have to play what's working for you and you have to do what feels the best for you. Commitment will be very clear if there's any indecision or you're not quite sure, maybe you shouldn't hit that club. hundred percent. And I want to hammer one more point home on this Cam Smith 18th hole club selection. You know, how he went from irons to driver. You know, for all the listeners out there, a lot of golf courses you play, you play them multiple times. You're going to play them one way one day and you're going to hit maybe, you know, a, a three hybrid off that tee. Then you internalize it and you think about it after round. You know what? That hole's a driver. You know, you got to be able to learn from these holes that you play. And I think Smith did, right? Not only did he take a driver out on 18, it was on the, he was leading the golf tournament, the biggest pressure stage of his life. Yeah, it's why, but he's still got to go hit the shot. I think he sometimes, but he committed to what his plan was early in the week and he did it, but I think he kind of reflected back like, you know what? I think there's a better plan here. And that's what we need. We always need to be at least thinking about. There's better ways to play holes for individuals and you just need to be aware of what you're doing. And yeah, maybe that, but maybe there's a better play. And usually that comes from knowing the golf course, knowing the holes. I don't know. I just think that's, that's really important. That's why I love these episodes, because if you're out there and you need a reminder, which we all do, it doesn't matter how many times you've hit good putts. You're going to have days where it doesn't feel right. You're, every day it's different. So reminding, affirming, practicing is everything. And Cam Smith, you could be out there and struggling a little bit. Maybe think about what would Cam Smith do, right? Like Cam Smith struggled yesterday and he didn't stop believing. He didn't think that he was suddenly a bad putter. They just weren't going in. The last thing on his putting, Nev, the lag putting. And you've worked on putting harder than ever probably this year. His lag putting, I mean, all these guys lag putting, but it's just unbelievable. And again, you get back to those days where you're going to be not feeling right with your irons. You're going to have long putts. That's okay. You want to hit greens and you want to find your ways to get to aggressive to conservative targets, but it's only so good if you can two putt, right? I struggled in Cabo. I think I had two or three, three putts, three, three putts. You know, and it's just like, it's the practicing the lag putting. That's the feel part, right? Practicing those putts from off the green and up the hill. Three putting is just the worst feeling, you yeah. know, because you played successful up until that point. And when you limit that, I mean, the pros do it, but when as an amateur, that's where those 82s, 79s happen, right? Well, we don't talk about commitment with putting a lot, right? But it 
It's a big thing. And before we get, I want to talk about that for a second, but before let's get to our last break with our friends at Oars and Alps and Oars and Alps saved us in Cabo. (laughs) I was telling you, okay, I don't, I'm not outside with my shirt off very often. Okay. Let's oh. at the pool or the beach. Okay. <laughs> wow. It's not like I have a great tan. If I'm rollerblading in Venice, maybe. <laughs> right. right. But I got the golf tan like most people. So if I'm like, I've gotten burned pretty bad in Southern California, like on 4th of July or something, if I'm playing volleyball, I forget to reapply. And I like have pretty olive skin. So I, it's like, I don't think that I would. So I was especially focused on this in Cabo. Cause I was like, I'm going to be having a great time with all my best buddies and on my bachelor party. I don't want to be thinking about, am I going to burn? Right. So I made sure to reapply a few times and I was great. I wasn't that red. I was perfectly protected. And I think that's a testament to oars and Alps. And it it was SPF 30. It wasn't even SPF 50. We had it for the whole crew and everybody was loving it. But when you've got to reapply that much, especially in a climate like that, it's nice when the stuff kind of smells good too, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, cause you're constantly putting it on your body, right? With yours and Alps. So the spray was a hit and the, the ghost sticks were a hit, especially for the course too. But I think we uh, turned a lot of, a lot of the crew onto yours and Alps just yeah, because you had whole to use much so of it, you know, yeah. in the past three days, you know? Yeah. The whole crew loves it. You, even the wipes were great to uh, clean us up and reapply on the back nine at, of the course. That was huge. Right at the turn. Yep. What do we do? We sunscreen out for the front nine. Cooling wipes, enter the back nine, reapply. then reapply. Boom. So here's what you guys got to do. Oarsandalps.com. That's O-A-R-S and Alps, A-L-P-S.com. Enter the code TRAIN, get 15% off. Their sunscreen was voted best by Men's Health in 2021. I think the Ghost Stick was the best product at the PGA show this year. Great to have in the bag, reapply on your on your face. So oarsandalps.com, enter the code TRAIN, 15% off. Thanks to our Oars and Alps family. We got a lot of fun stuff coming especially how to make sure CERM doesn't stink on the course either. That's for another time. Let's talk about commitment with putting for a second. Yeah, We don't talk about that very often. And it's the easiest, arguably the easiest part of the game to be tentative with because it's right there in front of you, right? Three footer, short putts, maybe long lags where you don't want to leave yourself too long for a three putt, right? Especially in match play. In member guests, like it's really easy to be really tentative. We did an episode with Ryan about this mental side of match play of like, it's really easy to get tentative on the greens. And I think Cameron Smith is the perfect example of no practice strokes. Everyone's got different routines. I'm not saying that works for everyone, but I think there's a deliberateness to how he puts. There's a belief, there's a trust. And then he gets up there, he visualizes it and he goes. We always say commit to the shot, right? For full swings, even for pitches, short irons. Mm-hmm. But the full swing, it's always a different motion. It's a different club. There's wind. If you're looking at trajectory, the putt, the motion, pretty much the same. Yeah. It's just lo- it's just longer or shorter. Yeah. We never say, we really, really say commit to the putt. I don't know, you know, is that something to experiment with, you know? Yeah. But, you know, obviously your line. We, we hear commit to the line. Right. But you've got to commit to the line and the speed. It's twofold. Yeah. I wonder but, how often our listeners, because I've done this too, you get up to the putt, you're actually not quite sure. And you still step into the putt and you let it fly. Like what, what would happen? Not saying to slow the game down, but what would happen if you took an extra 10 seconds and you got clarity on what you think it's going to do? Because if you don't know what it's going to do, it makes it a hell of a lot harder to commit to it. Correct. You just got to pick a spot. Just commit to it, right? Could be the wrong putt, but that's what you got to do. If I'm not seeing it, if I'm not comfortable with the greens, I start getting 
short and quick with my stroke. You know, and I think if you're going to do some practice strokes, do them behind the ball and really feel that smooth tempo, you know, because you watch these guys. I mean, their strokes, there's just, there's nothing. They're just the same. They're such good tempo. They really work on that. You have to have the routine. I don't think people work on their putting routines as much as they do as their full shot routines. And that starts with reading the putt. If you can, from the back, from the side, from the front, honing in. I mean, do you feel like you have a good routine Ev, on the greens? Is it something you can repeat? I will say it's not as fun. You could argue it's not as fun practicing your putting than going to the range. But you know what is fun? Being in a scramble group and being the guy that's draining putts for the team. Right. Being the guy that is always lagging it close. Being the guy that has stress-free par putts. You've had that persona a lot longer than me, but I will tell you, I've tasted it this year and it, it's a great feeling. Yeah. And I had to put the work in to get that. I still need to. I've kind of, I think that's actually one of the biggest traps is once you start feeling like you got the hang of something, you shift your attention and you mm. go and do other things. Mm. And then that thing starts falling by the wayside. 100%. And I think that's what the pros do the best. What do they Correct. always work on? The fundamentals. Grip, stance, posture. They're always. Everybody thinks they have that learned. Yeah. And that goes the quickest. I think that maybe that's what you're experiencing right now because you've put in such great work more than you ever have. But then you're, you know, that's a huge lesson. It's a huge lesson. And I think the biggest takeaway for me when I watch Cameron Smith is staying even keel. I just want to finish with this. Yeah. Let's reflect on why we don't stay even keel. Why are we actually getting upset? I don't actually think it's necessarily personal that I get upset. I think it's a defense mechanism. I think it's something that we do in front of other people to show that, hey, I'm not normally this bad or that shot wasn't me. Or you're tying yourself to what you're doing on the course. And now you feel I've done it. You feel terrible. It's typically the reaction comes from you either know you're better than you are in this moment, or you think you're better than you are in this moment. Right. I think that that's really just what it comes down to. And what if the lesson is you accept everything to your point earlier in the episode where the game is actually not about the result. What if the game is about your practice of accepting whatever is and doing your best with what's in front of you? That is the ultimate life lesson right there. Everyone else, they're spending their whole life and we all do it, but some people spend their entire life fighting what is, and that's not living. You're not living in the moment. You're fighting for something else. And then you're going to get to not to get too deep, but like you get to your old age and you look back and did you live? I don't know. Did you enjoy any of those golf rounds that you say you love the game and you actually are just pissed the whole time? Trust me. I have felt seriously low shame. We all have. Because this is what I pour my my heart into. This is something I put a lot of time into. I see someone that barely spends any time on it. And sometimes I wonder, I get in my own way, how much I put into it. Whereas sometimes I had a worse swing, worse fundamentals, and I was just playing and I was shooting around the same scores. Yeah. You know, so it's, I understand the shame as much as anyone, trust me. It's something I battle regularly, but I guess it's a good reminder watching Cam Smith of like, that guy doesn't get to where he is just based on his swing. That guy is where he is because of his attitude and yeah, the way he and, plays. And any, any great, any, any player, whether Evan Singer or Cam Smith or whoever it is, you're going to go through funks, right? And it's, but it's not always about working harder. It's about always working smarter. 
for yourself because the way you work smart is different than the way I work smart. You got to understand yeah. your tendencies, understand your flaws, understand your strengths, you know, and get back to the fundamentals. Yeah. You know, so if you're only going to go practice for 30 minutes, that's all, all the time you got. Yeah. It's, it's grip, stance, and alignment. That's it. It's, it's always about working smarter. And sometimes you need an ego check, whether it's you or me. It's just like, I'm working hard, but this is something's not, this isn't right. Right. It's, there's a reason for it. So yeah. it's the, it's the game we're always, <laughs> we're always going to be working on, but. Let's finish <laughs> with this next week. I've got the Ricky cup. Okay. Oh yeah. This is a 16 man rider. Cup you'll be trip. going, you'll, you'll be going live in a hundred degree heat in Palm Springs. Okay. They call it the battle. <laughs> and uh, yeah, in previous years when I wasn't getting married and wasn't traveling as much, <laughs> I'd be prepping for that thing for weeks. Right. And I'm not hitting it good at all right now. I've kind of, I told you off air. It's like, I just haven't been feeling comfortable. I'm playing yeah. with fundamentals or swing stuff again. I've told myself like going into next week, I don't have high expectations. You know, I'm quote the number one seed there. So I could put a lot of expectations on myself in the past. I'd be freaking out that I'm playing this way going into the rookie cup. But this year, this week, I'm going to be practicing my chipping. I'm going to be practicing my putting. I'm going to try and play at least once so that I can kind of see what I got with my swing. And I'm just going to roll with it. Like, I'm not going to put as much pressure on myself. I'm going to play the percentages. And I know that everyone else is going to try and be protecting against mistakes. And I'm just going to work on acceptance and good tempo and lean on my short game. And just work on your short game going in. And enjoy it. Yeah. Work on 100 yards. It doesn't mean anything. I mean, seriously, though, the prize used to be we'd wear our matching blazers. And we'd all drink beer out of a trophy at a bar and talk to girls. And we're not doing that this year. Wow. And it's like not really a priority in my life anymore. You know, I'm getting (laughs) older. So it's like, it's a practice of playing with something on the line, trying to hit some shots. And it's a good fodder for this show and our listeners. And I'm just trying to get better. I'm trying to learn. And I think Cameron Smith's a great example for all of us. Yeah. I mean, what an attitude, right? I think that's it. He's, he's just on to the next, <laughs> you know I mean? right? <laughs> on to the next, on to the next. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> he just does the best he can with the shot he has in front of him. And guess what? He leans into what he's confident with. Look at his yeah. putt, you know, on the road hole. And yeah, big congrats to Cameron Smith. Who knows? Hopefully one day we'll get him on the show. We can unpack what's inside his head even more guys. I hope this helped. I hope it connects. I hope you can take something from today into your game and find a theme, find something for yep. you that you can keep working on and, and getting better. And if we have added any value, uh, it means a lot. Give us a review at Apple podcasts or Spotify. Also check out Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the par train. We're uh, everywhere. We just passed 60,000 on Instagram. And if you guys are in Chicago or LA, send us a note. We want to, we want to meet up with you. We want to play with you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Shoot us a message. So no matter how you're hitting it, no matter how you putted yesterday, no matter what's on the line or what this round quote means, What do they got to do, sir? Just enjoy the ride. All right. Enjoy the ride, guys. Take care.